We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me, my fellow football priest. You know him, you love him. He is Zach Kelberman. And Zach, we were running a little bit late tonight because, uh, I mean, we're always a little bit late. We're running a little bit more late tonight uh, because... We had promised that this evening we were going to do the jersey uh, raffle for the month of June, but going against us out of the blue, Scott was uh, is unable to make it tonight to the to the stream, and he's the guy that knows how to do all that stuff. So uh, had to figure it out real quick. He gave us a quick training, and so we we're trying to figure it out so it was legit and one hundred percent. We finally got it figured out. So here we are. But we're going to get to that here in just a moment. We're going to do the raffle let the room fill up a little bit, make sure everybody, uh, as many people are, are in the room as possible. But first things first, Zach, I wanted to get your thoughts on something. You had a, there's, there's a couple of primary Bronco topics I want to get to tonight. But first things first, you had an article today on Sean Payton's remarks on the, on the subject of Garrett Bowles, you know, coming off a, a, a season where, what was it, week five, he went mm-hmm. down with the broken leg never to be seen again that particular season but so he's coming back he's bookended now with Mike McGlinchey depending on who uh, you want to believe like uh, ESPN for example Zach has the Broncos offensive tackle uh, as the strength of the team offensive tackle as strength of the team you're going whoa what world are we living in whereas there's other sites out there like PFF called the Broncos O-line anyway like they just they're not believers so what's the story on Peyton and uh, Garrett Bowles. Yeah, you can tell we're like in the the middle of the dense period of the offseason because I had to dig uh, back to June 8th or whatever it was for Sean Payton's comments. But he talked about Garrett Bowles and he was asked his impression of Garrett Bowles. You mentioned the leg injury, but also he's learning a new offensive system under Payton, under Zach Streif. So that's a lot for Garrett to deal with in a nine month period since he suffered that injury. Well, Sean Payton was asked and he said he's doing really well and he's pleased Uh, with his progress thus far. I expect Bowles to be fully healthy in time for training camp. And Sean Payton talked about the complete home makeover, his words at the O-line 
and and tackle spots. They brought in Mike McGlinchey. Obviously, Bowles is starting, but he has a new bookend. He has a few unfamiliar faces, including Ben Powers, but everything's kind of gelling um, as it should to this point. And to what you said about the tackles being a strength, even Bowles said, which I didn't put in the article, but I, I, I read some quotes, they feel like or he feels like they can be the top tackle duo in the NFL, him and Mike McGlinchey. And you know what? If Bowles just stays consistent, which has been his biggest bugaboo as a pro, there is no reason why they can't be at least top five tackle duo. By the way, on the subject of Mike McGlinchey, Garrett Bowles loves him dearly. On yeah. the subject of Ben Powers, Garrett Bowles loves him dearly. On the subject of the dude on the corner of the gas station closest to his house, <laughs> Garrett Bowles, Zach, That's loves right. him dearly. You know, God bless uh, men like that. Gotta love it. We'll, we'll continue to break it down. Shout out here to uh, my twin tonight, it looks like, David McElrath, rocking his Buckham t-shirt as per the use in his YouTube profile pic, jumping in early with a super. Thank you, big dog. You, David. Uh, he says, good evening, Broncos country. Chad, Zach, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. I'm sure Scott will be hearing this later, so for what it's worth. He says, hope everyone had an outstanding fourth. Two, uh, 22 days, hashtag MHH for life. Buckham, Broncos for life. Dude, thank you, David. So stoked, my friend, uh, to see you in just a few months' time, you know. We're we're uh we're entering. We're not quite to, but we're entering. We're on the doorstep of Zach the uh, the home stretch of the NFL desert. That is that six week stretch in between the end of mandatory minicamp, which kind of punctuates the off season training program and training camp. So, gosh, I mean, three weeks ago, three twenty three days ago, what were we doing? Oh, come on, don't stall on me. I need you to not stall on me tonight, Streamyard. We got some big plans on the share screen. Anyway, three weeks ago, it seems like yesterday. It'll be here before we know it. This is my obligatory buy a Mac comment to you, Chad. I think it's coming. It's coming. Trust. Oh, you got one? Nice. Um, David, it's funny that you say that because my last comment to Chad before we went live was it can't come any sooner. Training camp and football season and just Broncos news. I hate this time of the year because we have to scrape together aggregation and go back to quotes from a month ago. But fortunately, like Chad was talking about, we are almost out of that desert and I cannot wait. I'm sure you as well, David, for this season to begin. Okay. A couple other things here, Zach. Uh, we've got Gary Palmer also jumping in with a super chat Thank before you, we went live. So generous. Really appreciate you. GLP says, Hey, uh, Chad, Zach, Scott and Dylan, go Broncos, MHH for life, Buckham. Oh, hey, I got my T-shirts, and we'll pass a photo oh. soon. Dope. Can't wait. Make sure you do that um, because uh, we love seeing it. So thank you, Gary. Thank you, Gary, as always. Um, okay, Zach, I'm going to, because I have a few other things pulled up on my, on my tabs, I'm going to use my phone for this, okay? And I wanted to get your thoughts on – a article by Eric Trickle that came out today. Five vets, all right, on thin ice, or you know, you could say they're on notice, whatever. And I want to go through these. Um, I'm going to go through. I want to mention the first one here, Zach, and then we're going to do the we're going to do the raffle and see how it shakes out. But first things first, all right. I don't exactly share a brain here with with Eric Trickle. Maybe you do on this subject, but Josie Jewell. I do agree, Zach, that the Broncos kind of sent him a message, even if it was indirect, by drafting Drew Sanders and making Drew Sanders the highest paid, or excuse me, highest drafted inside linebacker the team has drafted 
uh, since DJ Williams, which was 2004. I agree that that was a message sent. It was a preemptive move because they know Josie Jules going into a contract year. But did you interpret that as we're already planning for you to be gone and it could be as soon as this summer? Well, it's not just Sanders. They also gave Alex Singleton a multi-year extension as well. And I feel like Singleton just kind of fits the culture uh, better. You don't need two of the same player. And as much as people love Josie Jewell, him and Singleton are the same guy. I don't know about this summer. I disagree there, but I do think this will be Josie Jewell's final season in Denver. They can work Drew Sanders into the lineup um, as they want to. They don't have to force him in there. And um and I think by that time, at, at season's end, uh, Drew Sanders will be acclimated enough to the NFL. He'll have his bearings underneath him. And that's a quite a duo. That's much more appealing to me, uh, Singleton and Sanders, than Singleton and Josie Jewell. So I think not this summer, but after the season, you'll see 47 out of here. Man, I hope not, honestly, because I think they're going to need him. You know, the two seasons, Zach, for what it's worth, I get it. He's had some injury woes, Josie Jewell, all right? But the two seasons that he was fully available for the team, he provided triple-digit tackles. And last year in particular, dude, this guy filled out the stat sheet. This is off the top of my head because I read the article today, and then I also had an article of my own that mentioned Josie Jewell, so I have this kind of fresh on the brain. Uh, hundred North of 100 tackles this past season, pushing 10 tackles for a loss, uh, two and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, two interceptions, multiple passes defense. So this was a guy, Zach, that perhaps not quite uh, dynamic enough to call him a whirling dervish out there on the field, but he was, I think, significantly more productive in a lot of different ways than even a lot of fans might have realized. I think this is one of the rare times where we might disagree slightly on a player or slightly on a Broncos topic. I mean, Josie Jewell's a fine player, don't get me wrong, but he's not a foundational player as far as I'm concerned. You can live without Josie Jewell on the team, and I think he's fine for this year. I think he'll be a fine starter. But what Sean Payton values the most is consistency and reliability. And if you're looking at those criteria, Alex Singleton is just more of a reliable inside linebacker, is there for every game. He does his job. He also has, has triple-digit tackles. Um, I have no problem them starting that duo for another year, but at some point, Sanders will take over. And who's he going to replace? The guy entering a contract year or the guy who's just signed a multi-year extension? I think the former is the easy pick. Well said. There's a few more names we're going to get to. We're going to get to also some hellos first, and then we're going to do our, our raffle. We see Big Earn on YouTube tonight. Great to see you, Ernie. We see Greg over on Facebook. What's cooking, big dog? The Duchess is in the house. Excellent, excellent. Uh, let me. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You see here, we got Mike Ronquillo jumping in early. What's going on? What's going on, big dog? Um, always. Always great to see you in the chat, my friend. Thank you for the support, as usual. Um, Chad Montana, hey, we appreciate the kind words. He says, the best pod out there. And you know what? We're uh, we're grinding for you all, trying to get through this. Hey, guys, are you hearing this too? He's saying your audio is cutting in and out. I haven't heard that from you, Zach. Have you heard it from me? I don't know if he's talking to you or I, but uh, you sound fine on my end, Chad. So Let me double check my mic while I'm at it real quick. Let me just double check. Everything's good on my end, so that's weird. Maybe let it's us know system. in the comments if anyone else hears that. Yeah, guys, if you're seeing that, let us know. We definitely want to get on top of that. Uh, Keith, what's good, big dog? Great to see you in the chat this evening as well. Okay. Um, and Michaela's saying that she's having problems doing super chat. That's weird. Uh, what I would say, Michaela, is first of all, it's okay if, if you take a night off, of course, you know. But you could try logging out of YouTube, like shutting it off your phone and then coming back on. That would be my only thought because if we weren't seeing it from a few others, like Gary dropped one, David dropped one, then I would be like panicked about, oh, is it something we did on our end or whatever? It's probably just a glitch uh, for what it's worth. So we'll, we'll circle back, keep us updated. If there's anything we can do to help, of course, we will try. Um, all right, Zach, let's do our raffle as you guys know each and every month on youtube we take the top 10 finishers on super chat which is cumulative all right their names go in a hat and it's a, a digital hat so to speak or let's say a figurative hat and each name is weighted for example whoever finished number one in the month of in question zach they gotta have more tickets in the hat than the person that finished number 10 and so on and so forth so it is weighted and uh we found a system to do this it works really really well before i do the share screen i just realized i probably need to blow this up a little bit okay looks good looks good so what we do is those 10 names go in a hat it's random selection random raffle based on the weighted system and then the winner that gets selected randomly we send them out a broncos jersey of their choosing as a small thank you for the support 
that is offered every single month to us. And we really do appreciate it. And we do something similar on Facebook, although the record keeping aspect of it isn't as accurate anymore. We're still trying to figure out a workaround. So we come up with a, a slightly different method and we already know who the winner of that particular uh, drawing is, but without uh, getting into that quite yet, Zach, let me do a quick share screen here and guys, it's probably going to do a little uh, laggy laggy. So apologies. That's just the way it is lately on, on StreamYard. Um, so you have the, no, that's not it. Hold on. June. There it is. So June. Okay. Here's how the month finished in question. All right. The Duchess at number one, FA at two, GLP at three, Troy at four, David uh, McElrath, who did some leapfrogging for what it's worth down the stretch of June, at number five, James Richard at six, DWI guys, AKA Ethan at seven, the Lady D, Deanna Hendry at eight, Sam Bam nine, and then Rob Bucksbaum at 10. And then just a couple of the names, as you can see, that came in a little bit short, um, just on the outside. So let us, let me just swap this now to the, to the engine that we're using here um, for the random selection. All right, and here we go. Let's do this. Let's see who the winner is for the month of June, a Broncos jersey of their choice. Coming down the pike, let's first see who the uh, 10th, random is okay so sam bam finishes uh 10 in the random selection all right number nine rob bucksbaum okay all right at number eight the lady d okay number seven ethan aka dwi guys six james richard five troy boer four fa three gary uh -oh. two oh. michaela which means David McElrath is Holiday. the randomly selected winner of the jersey giveaway on Super Chat. So, David, brother, how fitting it is, too, because you're in the chat tonight. You were the first one to drop a Super Chat. So, so dope. So, congratulations to you, my friend. We really, really appreciate you. And like I mentioned at the top of the show, we look forward to seeing you in just a few months' time. But that's the there's your winner right there, Zach. Papa winner. Congratulations, David. Uh, I hope you enjoy the jersey. Let us know what you want. And like Chad said, we look forward to seeing you at the meet and greet. On the Facebook side of things, uh, the winner is Colby C. Collier. Now, Zach, I'm not sure if we have seen him in the chat quite yet because um, I've been busy kind of juggling a few other things. I don't think we have. So if you guys see Colby out there, you let him know. And David, what we need from you is uh, an email, just making sure we have your shipping address. Uh, your jersey size, and then, of course, what jersey you want. Come on, baby. Come back to me. Come back to me. There we go. Um, one quick uh, request. Before you let us know what jersey you want, David and Colby, go to the Broncos team store on their website, denverbroncos.com, uh, click shop, click jerseys, and whatever that jersey is that you, that you have uh, in mind, search it. And search it in your size, too, and verify. Make sure it's available. Then shoot us the email and say, yeah, I want, you know, Javante Williams size L, whatever. Boom. And we will get it coming your way. So much love and respect, you guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Uh, real quick. So, Lawrence, so I might have to go over to YouTube since Facebook did something. It's kicked back like 20 bucks and won't let me buy anymore. I don't know. That is weird. You know, these social media things. And thank you, Lawrence. 
you know, even the notion of, of donating to support what we do, man, we appreciate it. And you go way beyond the, the notion, of course. So thank you, big dog. Um, but we don't know what's going on, Zach. It's, uh, it's social media giants doing what they do. George, thank you, bro. Good to see you. Has won a jersey himself uh, in, in recent months. Says thanks to all the guys on MHH. You guys are doing the best job at trying to keep us all up to date on the team. Things will get better in four weeks or so. Thanks from all those uh, who listen. Denver Rocks for Life image. Thank you, George, big dog. Appreciate you. Um, and look, we even got the Bugmeister in the house. Great to see you. MHH for life. Love that. Uh, and look at this. The Duchess who came in uh, second place. She's won a lot of stuff because she is just the most prolific supporter on the Mount Rushmore at MHH. Um, but she's also like when she, this is one thing I know about Michaela, Zach, is when she uh, congratulates someone in this case, like this is genuine. Like she's telling yeah. you congrats. hundred um, percent. And I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, she like, she's rocking her Tim Patrick Jersey that she won a couple months back or whatever. Um, but Michaela, I'm sure everybody appreciates that, including David, Greg, giving you props, Jeff, uh, Lawrence, everybody. It's really cool to see. All right, Zach, with that matter, those matters of business out of the way, I want to segue back to some, some topics here, some content. Uh, on the subject of guys on notice, veterans on notice, one guy, and it's not a sexy name that people are, you know, even the average fan, the average Broncos fan doesn't even know this name probably. Those of you listening know this name because you're sick freaks like us. But Aaron Patrick, Zach, the rush linebacker slash third phase extraordinaire special teamer, who uh, George Payton once categorized as a freak in terms of his athleticism and what he brings to the table, suffered that ACL tear in L.A. last year, and now he's suing everybody that was within spitting distance of the incident. What do you make of him being on uh, thin ice, on, on notice, et cetera? It's kind of a random name to throw in there. Not that I disagree. I look at Aaron Patrick as a jag, just another guy you can find a backup, backup, backup outside linebacker, you know, any time of the year. The Broncos have a lot of special teams guys that can contribute. I just don't see a path for Patrick for playing time. There's so many OLBs ahead of him. And if it comes down to like Nick Benito getting playing time or Aaron Patrick, I'm going Benito all the way. So I don't think he makes that a final cut chat on the Broncos roster. We shall see. That injury is definitely cutting against him. Um, Michaela, real quick, I saw this comment. Sucks that my Supers didn't post but got charged three times. I, I'm i having a feeling that it's going to fall off because I just checked in real time it updates. It doesn't always – like sometimes if it doesn't show up in, in StreamYard, for example, you wonder if there's some problem that the two different sites are having communicating, like StreamYard's having a hard time with YouTube or vice versa. But if it was a, a super chat, it will always show up in real time on the back end on our YouTube analytics admin stuff. It doesn't show um, it doesn't show anything today. So we'll see. But if if that ends up being the case, we got to definitely open up a ticket for you at, yeah. with YouTube. But I'm, I'm hoping that falls off because something something's weird there. It's not even reflecting on our end, but it shows the other ones that have posted today already. So really weird. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, but Aaron Patrick, yes, um, that knee counts against him. He's never going to factor in Zach to the actual rush situation that's right. happening on defense. Never is an absolute. I shouldn't use never. Probably not. All right. Unlikely to factor in, even if the Broncos get really thin ahead of him. Um, 
and as Eric mentions in his piece, you know, in that respect, as far as what can be done on defense, they brought in a guy in Thomas Incombe that a lot of people think, or Christopher Allen from last year's college free agent crop uh, that could factor in. All right, here's a name everybody knows, um, Albert Okawebunam. Do you view him as being on notice this summer? Man, that's a complex one. I could see it going either way. We actually talked about this on Monday's podcast and I said, I don't really just see it for Albert O, a path to playing time. Similar to Aaron Patrick, you have Greg Dulcich, who cemented atop the depth chart. You have two Sean Payton guys who he brought in, in Adam Troutman and Chris Manhurts. W- where does he fit in? You also have Nate Adkins, who uh, Sean Payton talked up as like the Andrew Beck fullback tight end hybrid. Alberto has all the physical talent, but I still feel like there's something between the eyeballs that he's lacking. And it's two coaching staffs now where he's been in the doghouse and hasn't emerged. I'd like to see him get a shot, but it's a numbers game and it's working against Alberto as far as I'm concerned. I want it to work out for him though, man, because I know he's had all these problems with whether it's getting in the doghouse or that the ACL is rookie year. Um, But Man, especially when Noah Fant was still in Denver, what a um, contrast! Because they're from a measurables perspective, they're pretty dang close, right? Alberto, I think, has an inch on Fant and if, and something like ten or fifteen pounds, but he still ran a tenth of a second faster forty at the combine. But Noah Fant, as we all know, Broncos fans Zach long lamented the catch and fall down, catch okay. fall down, catch fall down, with few exceptions, like. If you gave him a little bit of a crease after he caught the ball, he had the speed to take it to the house. We saw that a few times as well. Maybe not as often as we would have liked to, but I'm thinking specifically of a Cleveland game in Denver. I'm thinking of that Houston game, Drew Drew Locke's coming out party game. Um, But Albert Okwebunam, in comparison, he was a guy, catch a little dump off, leapfrog over a dude, barrel into another guy, stiff arm a dude, and then go down like you're going, wow. That's some heart. That's some some beast mode stuff. But then you see him when the ball is snapped on a on a run uh, where he's got a block, and you're like, dude, where'd all that intensity exactly. and physicality go? And that's really what it comes down to, I think, Zach, for uh, Alberto this summer is Sean Payton's an expert. He went through the, the self-flagellating process of <laughs> watching last year's tape. <laughs> he knows Albert Okwebunam can be an athlete with the ball in his hands, but can he actually be an asset and block when his number gets called because they're going to be in a lot of two tight end sets. That's what I was going to say exactly. Yeah, great point. You have Dulcich already who's going to be the starter, but his blocking still needs to be cleaned up a little bit. And what does it say that Sean Payton went out and signed two former Saints and Manhurts and Troutman? Both are known for their blocking. In a Sean Payton offense, the tight end is almost like an extra lineman. You have to block. It's a prerequisite. It's mandatory. And Alberto, as you talked about, has kind of failed in that regard. Maybe with a solid showing in preseason, they can flip him for a draft pick. I just don't see him on the final roster. All right, let's move on to to another name. We shall see how it shakes out for Alberto. But, Zach, this is a favorite of yours. Kendall Hinton, all right, As as a guy on notice. I definitely think he's he's on thin ice just because of the logjam of of bodies they have at wide receiver. But do you see him considering the new uh, lay of the land, right? Because not only did the Broncos draft Marvin Mims Jr., but KJ's back. KJ Hamler is expected to be healthy enough to contribute at some point this summer. Plus, you brought in the two former Saints, Lil Jordan Humphrey, Marquez Callaway. 
what am I forgetting? I think that's – and plus all the other names from last year, right? Like Jalen Virgil. Um, there's a lot of guys. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Guys, you know, fighting for a bite at that apple, what do you think happens with Kendall Hinton? That's pro football Hall of Famer Kendall Hinton to you, Chad. I, I think I might like him a little more than you do. Um, it's a numbers game with him as well. He's a football player and will always uh, respect and appreciate what he did in that in that you know uh, 2020 Saints game. But if they keep six receivers and you know depending on KJ Hamler's status, I, I don't see how he would get a final roster spot. I'm not sure if he has uh, practice squad eligibility remaining. I, the rules change every year with that. I would like Kendall to stick around, but that would mean the Broncos have to keep like seven receivers on the 53, and um, that might be a tall task for Sean Payton. So, Zach, it looks like when we heard earlier from like Marcus Coleman that audio was cutting out, Michaela saying that she's super chat's not working, um, and now I'm seeing from other people in the chat, a lot of like weird problems with the chat tonight on YouTube specifically. So it sounds like there's something glitchy going on with YouTube, uh, to a point where it's like almost unmanageable for some of the folks, like in the case of the string guy, uh, love you, big dog. He's like, yo, too many technical problems. I'm out. I got to go. I'll, I'll come back when it's internet's working better. Um, so don't know what to say guys. Unfortunately that's outside our control, but Hey, if it's troubleshooting problems are going to happen every once in a while with some of these platforms we stream too. So we roll with the punches, but David jumped in again with another super Thank weird you, David. that David's is going through. It's just kind of a weird night, but uh, really appreciate you, my friend. And of course, looking forward to that email. We'll get your, uh, your Jersey ordered and sent out to you on the quick. As you like to say, Chad, charge it to the game. You know, it's it's going to happen every now and then, but better now than like a gut reaction in September. So uh, sorry about that, guys. We'll look into what StreamYard's doing, but some sometimes it's out of our control. William says, YouTube has been weird. Yesterday I kept trying to comment on videos and it wouldn't go through. Yes. Hmm. Yikes. Um, that's a bummer. All right, well, we'll see how it shakes out. Um, Kendall Hinton. I want to I spend a little more time on him real quick because I do – really appreciate his contributions stepping up to the plate that that uh pandemic year and starting against sean payton's new orleans saints by the way in denver in a game that the nfl frankly should have delayed as they did zach in under for two other teams in similar circumstances that very week and as they did with another uh, pair of teams in a different week but they decided this is our opportunity to kind of make an example of everybody, get them under the thumb, all the NFL teams, all the players. 
you know, get them under our boot, so to speak. And uh, so they decided to make the Broncos, as everyone remembers, the uh, scapegoat. But no quarterbacks, no actual quarterbacks on the roster uh, could qualify to play because of their exposure to that bug, which to this day I still will not say on this podcast because you never know. It's the last thing we need. So Kendall Hinton, former college quarterback, turned wide receiver while still at Wake Forest, they're like, yo, you're our only hope, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're our only hope, him and Obi-Wan. And he stepped up, and it uh, wasn't pretty, Zach. It was, in, in fact, about what you expected to see. There was no uh, Hollywood ending to that particular story. But for those of you wondering uh, about Zach's comment, Hall of Famer, the gloves he wore, right? Wasn't it the gloves? I think it was the wristband. The wristband. That's right. That's right. The wristband Hinton wore starting a game at quarterback in the pandemic season for the Broncos as a wide receiver and having to basically play the entire, it was mostly wildcat stuff. I mean, I can't even remember Zach, how many passes were thrown by the Broncos, but it was something like 12 or some 13, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, He, those are in the hall of fame. So is he in the hall of fame in the traditional sense? No, but he's always going to Zach have a little piece of history carved out for him. And on the subject of his, of his standing right now with the team and worthiness and outlook, I got to tell you that um, he's one of those glue guys that will stick with the team. Even if they cut him, he doesn't make the 53, Zach. He's a guy that they will stash on the 53 or on the uh, uh, practice squad, which now, of course, you can stash 16 guys. I was actually reading about Kendall Hinton because there was like a viral thread where you get a million dollars if you can complete one pass in an NFL game and they use Kendall Hinton as an example. He had literally no practice time. He had no reps with the ones. He had no advance notice. I think the night before he was told uh, he was going to quarterback that. So heroic effort, if not, you know, it wasn't a winning effort. The thing with Hinton, though, take away that game, and you might disagree, and I think you do, he's gotten better and better and better as a receiver. I've noticed his progression, his route running, his yards after the catch, his, his hands. Um, I would like to see him stick around, but on the 53, it, it would take either Hamler's departure or the Broncos keeping an extra body at receiver. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We'll see how it shakes out. For what it's worth, I think he has improved. And I think he does bring a versatile, can-do kind of um, value to the Broncos as a depth-wide receiver. Um, I just wonder if, because even though he has improved, Zach, we got to keep this in perspective, I think, relative to like uh, degrees and, and what it means. When we talk about him improving, it's not like he went from you know, undrafted rookie to like, you know, even Marquez Callaway in New Orleans two years ago, six touchdowns in a single season, 700 yards. You know, he's been available and when his team has needed him, he's made plays. I have seen that incremental improvement from him. I do want to see more for what it's worth on Kendall Hinton, which is why even if he doesn't make the 53, he's a guy that just coaches love gravitate toward very, very smart, a huge football IQ. Find a way to hold on to him because the best stills that could be yet to come. 
I was just thinking, you know, he can throw the ball, he can catch the ball, and he can run Wildcat. Could he be Sean Payton's Broncos version of Taysom Hill? Maybe like a great value Taysom Hill? I mean, there's some value with multifaceted weapons like Kendall Hinton, an easy guy to root for. I would prefer the Broncos keep him around. If not on the 53, then definitely on the practice squad. I'm even seeing some people in the chat saying, I can't even open YouTube da, 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 from Facebook, like Lawrence saying, I can't even get YouTube to pop up. I just opened the app on my phone. It's working as far as, you know, open YouTube. It's working. So for it's just one of those nights, Zach, where we're yeah. having some unfortunate um, platform glitching issues. So roll with the punches, gang. Hey, look who it is. Mike Ronquillo saying, Greg Dulcich, Adam Troutman, Chris Manhurts. That's the trio makes the Broncos 53-man roster as a tight end group. Alberto did not have a good uh, have good coaches during his time with the Broncos, which is true. And look, by the way, uh, Michaela Israel with a super sticker coming through. Great to see you tonight. You, look, she's rocking her uh, Russell Wilson jersey that she got from uh, a recent raffle. Very cool to see you. Thank you so much. Um, but back to the subject at hand, Zach, of Alberto. I'm trying to think back to his position coach wade Harmon, who was it last year I, I can't remember off the top of my head under hackett uh but that dude's gone it wasn't out well Outen was a tight ends coach in uh in green GB, Bay. yeah um i can't but either remember. way from a macro perspective mike i agree with you he hasn't had the greatest coaching um but look greg dosage flourished last year overcame an injury flourished albert o even an incompetent coaching staff had him in the doghouse. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, coaching certainly plays a part. You guys know how I, how I feel about that, but Alberto didn't take advantage of every opportunity that he had. And I go back to that 2021 week five game against uh, Pittsburgh, where I believe it was Teddy dropped a dime down the right sideline right into Alberto's hands and it went right through his hands. So he has to catch that ball. He has to make those plays. And I still think there's something he wasn't doing behind the scenes practice wise or in the, in the classroom that rubbed the coaching staff the wrong way. Plus let us not forget Alberto's NFL debut 2020 uh, on the road, New England Patriots, that game that, Drew Locke became the youngest quarterback ever to win at uh, Foxborough, et cetera. He dropped, did Alberto in his NFL debut, two touchdown passes and something, Zach, like three or four passes in his debut he dropped. And so that has been, unfortunately, also one of the uh, patterns for him as a pro. So we'll see. Howie, great to see you tonight, big dog. Appreciate the support as always. Hope you're having a phenomenal freaking day, big dog. Um, okay, look here. We got uh, Brugman wanting to know, on the subject of Josie Jewell, I still feel that Jonas Griffith is a better pairing with Alex Singleton. Thoughts? In this respect, Zach, it's a topic barking up the wrong tree in terms of how I feel about Jewell, but what's your answer for Keith? I think they're going to keep four inside linebackers. They'll keep Jewell, Singleton, Drew Sanders, and uh, Griffith will be the fourth. He is pretty good in pass coverage, certainly better than Jewel and uh, Singleton for that matter. He's also really rock solid on special teams and that will appeal to Sean Payton. He's just like a, a lunch pail football player. That's the kind of player that Sean Payton prefers. So I see Griffith making the 53, whether he should start is a different story. Yeah. Um, you're going to have Jewel and Singleton probably atop the depth chart. 
yeah, I think Jonas, his outlook for the roster is definitely solid, you know. Um, better fit as a pairing with Singleton. I mean, Griffith showed a lot at the end of 2021. Uh, averaging over 10 tackles a game in that final quarter of the season. And that was impressive and got us all excited. Uh, long arms, very athletic. I think there's a lot of – you. I think, Keith, you could argue that there's more upside in Jonas Griffith than there is currently with Josie Jewell in terms of the yeah. long term. Uh, but for a defense that needs production, not potential, Jewell's the answer next to, next to uh, Griffith. And especially in a contract year – and especially in a season, Zach, where they can't afford to take too many chances because you want to make it eight straight years missing the playoffs. So I think they're going to go with as many, as close to sure things as possible um, once you get to the season. But we'll see. Ultimately, I, I think the best pairing is Singleton and uh, Drew Sanders. You have the hammer in Singleton, the tackling machine, and you have a coverage guy in Sanders. Don't forget his first play in Broncos practice was a pick six on Ben DiNucci. You need someone like that when you're playing Kansas City twice a year, when you're playing the Chargers twice a year, when you're playing these high-powered offensive teams, you have to be able to run with the tight ends and the running backs, and Sanders does that better than Jewel or Singleton combined. Dude, that's one thing I'm really excited about with Sanders is, you know, we know he had nine and a half sacks at Arkansas as an off-ball linebacker um, last season, and, of course, he was a edge-rushing you know, he's a rush linebacker at Alabama before he uh, transferred to Arkansas. I don't think they're going to stand him up too often, Zach, like in the traditional two-point stance, like a, you're going to see Frank Clark a lot, for example, Randy Gregory, Baron Browning when he gets healthy, et cetera. I think how they'll use him is they'll bring him in as an inside backer on the nickel or something uh, where there's they'll take one D lineman off the field, uh, rotate Josie Jewell off, bring in Sanders, and they'll have an extra corner. Yeah. So it's a nickel look, right? And then dif depending on the down-distance situation, Vance Joseph, when we talk about how he's kind of a blitz-happy, uh, very very similar to Wade Phillips, and it makes sense. That's who groomed him. That's who his mentor in, the, in this business was, was Wade Phillips, especially from a philosophical scheme perspective. You're going to see a lot of rad blitzes, man, where the Broncos are going to be able to utilize Drew Sanders' um, knack. For just getting by defenders and getting to the ball, whether it's to get that quarterback or make a play in the backfield. There's a lot you can do with the defensive talent. I mean, guys like you mentioned, Sanders can play outside or inside. Baron Browning can play outside or inside. Riley Moss can play cornerback or safety. Uh, VJ has no excuses. He has to be creative, and uh, I think he'll find a way to get after the quarterback and force some turnovers. Patrick, appreciate you, my friend. Um, I'm sure the Deacon would be giving you a nod right back if he were here. Um, but he'll see it later. So I appreciate you being with us. We'll, we're looking forward to what's going to come this season. It's going to be so fun to actually be a part of it and witness this after how dark it's gotten uh, in Denver the last seven years. Clayton, what's up, dude, on Facebook? One of our great supporters saying, uh, smash the like button and share. Great reminder. Thank you. Been crazy busy with work. Uh, I'm going to throw out there, guys, to you in the chat. I smell a no-fly zone again. We have two corners, speedy linebackers, great safeties, and we can bring uh, one or two down if we have to, and we going to get pressure on the quarterback. Can't wait, baby. All right, so the idea, Zach, thank you, uh, Clayton, 
the idea of a newfangled no-fly zone. Let's set this. Let's, let's just set this the the stage real quick. Sertan, probably Mathis, K1 as the starting at least projected starting trio at corner. Justin Simmons, who are you projecting next to him? Like actual gun to your head, your mortgage depends on it. My boy Caden Stearns, provided okay. he's healthy. All right, we'll roll with that. So there's your there's your secondary linebackers. I think this duo of linebackers, honestly, Jewel and Singleton, is comparable to Brandon Marshall, Danny Trevathan of 2015. Maybe just slightly less athletic, but comparable. Solid guys, not guys that are in the all you know Pro Bowl and All Pro, but guys that are just in at the top of that next kind of group of linebackers. But where we really have Zach a point of demarcation here is the front seven, unfortunately. And I know the inside linebackers are part of that, but edge and D-line, at least looking at it right now, uh, sitting here on July 6th, my boy's birthday, um, it's it's quite a leap to try and compare the rush linebacker Zach and D-line to the Super Bowl 50 team. Happy birthday to your boy, first and foremost, Chad. Um, yeah, it's... Um... They have the potential to be there, but I feel like the SB50 defense, Wade Phillips defense, the floor was much higher. This ceiling for this Broncos team is pretty high, but uh, they were set and forget. They were a legendary unit for a reason, and I think the current outfit in Denver, it's exciting, it's tantalizing, but they're not at that set and forget level yet. Plus, I'm skeptical. I know you're not as much, but going from Wade Phillips to VJ is kind of a downgrade as well. I want to see what Joseph does with this defense. I want to see if he's grown as a coordinator since his time in Denver and Arizona. All right, guys, we are at 40 minutes. We're going to dip out of here very, very soon. So anything burning on your mind, getting it, get it in the chat. But Zach, I just want to get these last two guys uh, and we can kind of actually, is it one? Yeah, it's one more guy that we haven't talked about. Um, another name that honestly, Zach, if you pulled a, uh, cross-section of Broncos fans, they would probably say, who? But the idea that veteran, he is a veteran, kind of a former Fangio underdog favorite type of guy on the defensive line, Jonathan Harris. What do you think of him as a veteran being on notice going into this summer? Because a lot of people had him penciled as a starter with DJ Jones and uh, Zach Allen with Mike Purcell being the, the next guy into the fray. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, he can't be on notice if he's going to be a starter, but if the Broncos sign another five tech or another defensive end, I think he would be. He has no business starting, just like Deshaun Williams had no business starting last year. Um, I agree with what Scott said earlier on Broncos for Breakfast. I think the best thing to do is slide DJ Jones to D end, uh, bookending Zach Allen and put Mike Purcell in the middle. Well said. Uh Michael, yeah, dude. He says, I just can't wait until the Broncos shut all the haters up this season. I want to talk about that real quick, and then we'll probably uh, wish you all a good evening. And thank you, Greg. Yeah, my boy, 15 today, turning 15. Of course, had to go down and get his uh, learner's permit like set up now, right this second. He's been like counting the days. So That's how it goes. Um, happy birthday to DJ. All right, so Zach, how are you feeling? And then we'll dip out of here about the the prospect of Michael getting his wish. The Broncos shutting up all the haters this season. I mean, Michael's wish is my wish, your wish, every single member of Broncos country's wish. We've heard hate and we've heard insults and the Broncos have been the butt of jokes 
deservedly so for seven years now. It's time for that to end. We thought the tide was turning last season when the Broncos acquired Russell Wilson. Little did we know how awful that experiment with Hackett would go. But when you go from Hackett to a certified elite coach, a potential future Hall of Famer in Sean Payton, I don't see how you can't be excited. I think the Broncos will be better than a lot of people are expecting. I've seen like five and 12 predictions or, or six and 10 or six and 11, excuse me. I just don't see that at all. I can definitely see the Broncos cracking double digit wins, finishing 10 and seven, 11 and six. It's still weird to me doing that math, but yeah, they're going to shut a lot of people up. And Russell Wilson in particular, I have never rooted for an athlete, NFL player or otherwise, to get some retribution like I am Russell Wilson. He has been derided personally, professionally. It's gotten way out of hand, and I just hope and pray he shuts every single person up, Michael. For what it's worth, and by the way, Lady D, thank you for jumping in with a super chat. Even at the 11th hour, we're always so stoked and happy to see you. It's always a joy. Uh, You were in on the uh, raffle tonight, by the way, Papa Bear got it. David McElrath ended up winning the uh, jersey for the month of June. But she says, hey, guys, so happy to catch you. Been a minute. I'm excited for this year. Hashtag MHH for life. So are we. It's going to be so dope. But uh, really appreciate that, Deanna, especially tonight because we've had a, a few uh, kinks in the in things with glitching YouTube. We're humbled and appreciative as always, Lady D. Thank you so much. And uh, as excited as you are to see us, we're as excited to see you. Um, Yes, we are. It's going to be so dope. Troy, hey, guys, sorry to be late. Don't want to interrupt. We'll listen later. Not at all, man. Never an interruption. Always great to see a guy who has become, Zach, a bona fide super chat superstar here at MHH. So, Troy, great to see you. Thank you for the super. But I just want to bring up one quick thing, and then we'll go on uh, riffing off the last thing you said. Some people... Saying the Broncos are going to be a five-win team. We've heard that from some ridiculous analysts out there. Let me just drop something on you. And I know this is no uh, guarantee about the future because even though the past, Zach, is the best predictor of the future, it's not the only. Things can and do change at times. But Sean Payton, since becoming the head coach in New Orleans, which was 2006, is year one, 10 wins. Seven wins the next year, eight wins the next year, 13 wins, 11 wins, 13 wins, seven wins. That was the year that Saints, though, for what it's worth, he was uh, suspended. 11 wins when Sean Payton returned. Seven wins, seven wins, seven wins. All right, kind of a uh, three years of what's going on here as they rebuilt some aspects of their roster. And then, Zach, 11, 13, 13, 12, and then he ended with nine. So, the lowest number of wins a Sean Payton coached team has ever brought home to its fans is seven. So if that's the floor, let's just say it's still, uh, uh, it still would be an improvement, but I see it being a, a significantly bigger improvement than two games, Zach, uh, in 2023. It's going to be fun. And like Michael said, it is going to be joyous. And what you mentioned too about Russ, like it, Seeing them, seeing the Broncos, seeing Russ get the last laugh, I don't know. It's been some dark years. I have consoled myself with the memories of this one's for Pat and Super Bowl 50 and all that stuff, but seeing that would be, it would feel like nearly as satisfying. Even if it's just, hey, we made the wild card and then we got bounced or whatever, 
that and finally snapping the streak with the Chiefs. What does it say that in Sean Payton's worst year, they were still two wins better than what the Broncos finished with last year? And that's what Sean Payton suspended. That's what the coach, not even you know on the sidelines. Yep. This is the beauty of hiring an elite coach. And that's why we put such an emphasis on this podcast. That's why we have the coaching, coaching, coaching motto. It will literally just his presence alone being that stabilizing factor that the Broncos haven't had since at least Gary Kubiak, if not Mike Shanahan, that will account for at least two more victories. You add in um, Russell Wilson's improvement. That could be two or, or, or three wins. You add in a healthier team. That's not ravaged by Lauren Landau and the injury bug. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to finish 14 and three. I'm not even saying they're going to they're going to win the West and overtake Kansas City. But to predict nine and eight or ten and seven, that should be the expectation. You talk about Pat Bolin; it's still below the Pat Bolin standard. But these talking heads thinking that the Broncos are going to finish with the same record as last year with the worst coach in Broncos history on the sidelines fat chance they're going to be a contender this year from week one when they take down the Raiders and end that streak as well well said with that shall we uh, go through our parting messages here yeah I'm all fired up now that was a tremendous episode of the MHH podcast if you're not doing so please rectify that by following us on Twitter at the MHH pod you can follow the main account on Twitter at mile high huddle Chad's at Chad and Jensen. I'm at Kelberman NFL and Scott, our producer is at uh, scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch, you know where to find it. MHHmerch.com. Uh, if you haven't followed us yet, be sure to click that thumbs up at facebook.com slash mile high huddle pod. Follow us on Instagram at mile underscore high underscore huddle. And be sure you're leaving your football priest and our Deacon Scott, a five-star review for a chance to win some of that sweet merch each and every single month. But if anything, guys and gals, y'all know the drill. Subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. That it does. We love you. We appreciate you so much. Um, before we dip on out of here, though, shout out to these great supporters on Facebook. Mike Ronquillo, Howie Frickin' Day. And uh, our Super Chat superstars, starting with the Lady D. I'm going to mention Michaela because she tried her heart out to throw down tonight. Michaela the Duchess. Uh, Lady D. Troy. Um, Michaela Israel jumped in with a super sticker. David McElrath. Gary Palmer. Guys, love you. Appreciate you. Uh, we will look forward to seeing you Sunday evening as we inch ever closer to Broncos training camp. Going to be Thank dope. You. Thank God we're getting there one day at a time. Tomorrow will be three weeks exactly until Broncos camp. But have a great weekend, y'all. We'll see you Sunday night. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.